Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. Once again, for the A7FL 3-on-1 podcast, I, as always, am the voice of the American Sevens Football League and the host of this podcast because, well, pretty good at what I do. And speaking of being good at what they do, he's my quarterback and my co-host, Corey Hammond, and blocking the line is the three in the three-on-1. You know him as multiple-time A7FL champion and also my broadcast colleague, Big Rob Fabian, Gentlemen, as always, it's good to be on the A-Show, but we've got an A-level guest this week, someone whose name has come out of almost every person who has been on this show's mouth an inordinate amount of times over the last 17 weeks or so we've been doing the pod. That's who would be Yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. And by name, and by name, we mean OG Buck and not Raheem Cheney, which is your actual government, but we won't release that to the public, right? Yeah, as he says it. As he says it. (laughs) As I say it. Yeah, I'm a narc. Maryland guest is on. I got to start the show narking. So, first of all, OG Buck, welcome to the show. It's been a long time coming, man. We've been talking a lot about you. But first, let's just dive in straight to it, man. You know, obviously, I'm sure you've heard some of what we've been talking about. But when it comes down to it, when we're focused on you know, great football, and I'm sure we'll talk about other topics in this conversation, but we're talking about great football, competitive games. It starts, I think, when we're talking to you, Buck, with that rare breed night crawls game. Tons of stuff to talk about, but let's first start with the most pressing issue that I think a lot of people were were interested to hear more rumors about than actual fact. But, Buck, we have you on. And we've heard from RTU in episode seven. We've heard from every single guest one way or another. Now we have you on the show. All right, OG basically. Buck does what in 2023? What's, what's the story for you next year? Um, I'm with Ray Bree. I'm staying home. I'm building. We're going to build. You feel me? And I'm staying home. What do you say to some of the rumors that were coming around talking about you maybe being on the move, talking about how some people were, you know, feeling really happy about what Lenny Manziel was able to do? What say you to the rumor mill and some of the some of the talk going around behind the scenes in the A7? I mean, basically, um, this what this what I'm getting at. Lenny Manziel might go on and take on his career going down his lane. I'm going to stay home and finish built what I built over here. So basically, they had to tell y'all, I'm staying home. Lenny going somewhere else. Okay. okay. All right. Breaking news. Wait, so, so, Buck, how do you feel about all the criticism, bad or good, 
when it comes to you specifically, because like Matt and Corey said, bro, we've talked about you at least once every episode. Like you're a very hot topic quarterback. I mean, I I don't know how can I take it or put it. Cause they're gonna talk. Well, let's let's talk about what they've been saying, right? Um, I think that we could all agree, and everybody has agreed, that your regular season is an MVP, you know, caliber regular season in a lot of seasons. I think you were in the conversation most of the weeks of the regular season. But I think what everybody has been suffering from is the recency bias in the second half against the Nightcrawlers and against the Patterson U. So let's first start with the Elite Eight game, which may be the best game of the season last year. Definitely one of the most exciting and maybe the most miraculous I've seen in a little bit. But a lot was said at that about that second half, your performance specifically, Buck, and some of the things that the Rare Breed had to do to pull out that victory. We were talking last week um, – about that matchup and specifically the defense for the Tampa Bay team. Let's just hear your take on the defense you were facing, the team as a whole in the Nightcrawlers, and what your takeaway was from that great game. I That Nightcrawler game in the first half, we was doing okay battling. But, I, you know, I, I, I keep it 100 when I talk to y'all and I talk to anybody. That linebacker for the Nightcrawlers – I ain't never get his name, but he put a nice hit on me. Not, not that, not no, that you need his, his name. name. What's his name, man? He did, introduce, he did introduce himself with uh, without words, but his name is, uh, I believe, DeAndre Henderson. And uh, consider you guys, consider you guys introduced. DeAndre Henderson, I take my hat off because I say I've been in this league for a long time. I done took some good hits. I done took some tough hits, but that was probably one of the that took the cake off of it. Like he, he put it on me. So as far as going to that hit, when I was walking over to the sideline, I already felt me a little, a little bit dizzy. So I knew I wasn't going to perform how I was because I felt it in my whole body. Like after that hit, he took something out, like a piece of, piece of something off, off your soul. <laughs> I ain't going to say my soul. A piece of yeah, that brain. Listen, listen, you can't say brain because the A7FL is all about safety. <laughs> but I'm okay with you not saying soul too, because it didn't look like you lost anything other than maybe uh maybe your uh your wind after that, you know, yeah, getting the wind knocked right. out of you for sure. Um and we all saw that hit, so all of us, so wait, you know, all, all all capable human beings like like that have sights that aren't blind saw that hit and realized that that probably had an effect. Were you uh, that that half, that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were also talking about their defense. What, what, uh, what would you say is your review as an experienced quarterback in this league about the defense you saw, what they were capable of doing, and, and what that you know what that unit was able to do to your uh, rare breed offense? Actually, when I, actually when I faced them, they actually for me going against them and me banning lead for me playing against them, it looked like they. They um shook the lead up and shook the the playing style of that defense. It's like from from their front four or front three to their linebacker and corners, like everybody was fast. Like that was the difference from that team. Like 
everybody was fast. You ain't got to worry about nobody bullying, muscle, putting moves. Everybody was flowing to the ball. Their whole team actually was fast, and that's what helped them out as far as that game in the defense. Their whole team was fast. Compared to other defenses you've played in the A7FL, how would you rank the Nightcrawlers? Once again, I, I, I take my hat off to them because I could have played into their play style, but me doing what I was doing, I take my head off from because they had a good defense. Between everybody else, like their D line was faster. I'd have played against BIC. I'd have played against the U. From me playing the night crawlers, they had more like depth at that speed at that D line. Like they had all go getters. Like you don't got to worry about the fat guy going to get back there. They had everybody going to get back there. And in that first half, you guys were able to move the ball. Uh, early on, you had that play action downfield. I think it was the beefy. And then there was the really nice touchdown to Aunt Mo, uh, kind of in, in between what looked almost like a zone coverage or, you know, maybe guys taking a playoff on that one, you know. In yeah, the they, no, they was they was running a cover, too. It was, you got yeah, put in the soft yeah, spot. And, yeah, and you, you split the you split the, the two high safety. Um, so – that was the first half. And then the second half, we've been talking about it. They made the adjustments. You, you, you know, you were recovering from the hit, but then there's that last drive in the last sequence. Um, a, and I think all of us has said this because this is kind of like the next step, right. Of, of the, the conversation that we've been having about you and, and obviously you're on. So let's talk about it. You do two things on that Maryland special. A, you call and set up the perfect play. Now, we all agreed. Ryan Shamar from the U agrees. Everybody that we talked to agrees that not only was the design of the play perfect, it was the Maryland special, which made it a little bit even better. But you guys set up for a double pass. I called it even on the broadcast. Everybody was focused on you. Lenny was able to throw the quick screen. Pack is faster than almost every human I've seen. And you guys get the touchdown. First of all, great job on that call because that takes a lot of ingenuity that takes a lot of composure and it takes a lot of honesty because I think what you were doing in that play is realizing that the best way you could help your team out was with, you know, designing a play that's going to work as opposed to making the play with your arms and legs. Yes. Yes. And, and I think, I think my points on our, with our conversations about that moment, what, and I totally understand that moment, but just to put you in the hot seat a little bit, Buck, and you know, we're close and you're my guy. But I'm going to do it to you like I do it everybody on this podcast. After you guys score the touchdown and now you need the two-point conversion or the one-point conversion for the, either the tie or the win, what made you let your backup go in over you? All right, at that moment when I called the play and we delivered the touchdown, all right, going into the two-pointer, I know if I can be on the field and help out design the play to set it up, because basically it looked like all eyes was on me and packed money. So when Lenny came in the game and did what he did and then came on the two-pointer, all eyes still was on me when they was looking at me. It looked like they was, they was calling a double pass again. But I told Lenny in the huddle, just be you, settle down, and make the pass. Because all eyes are going to be on me. And for me to step back and tell him to do that, hey, it worked. 
and it did, man. See, but, and, so, so that's a con- well done. That's a confirmation that that is a play you dialed up, you called, and had Manny, he had Lenny ready for it, right? Yes, because basically, if you if you, I mean, I ain't gonna talk y'all head off from here, but if anybody listening, you can watch back on film when I was all the way over to the left and I had trips like to the left. And my tight end did a wheel route. He could have threw it to the tight end because the corner was um, sticking the tight end. But Lenny made a play on his on his legs and delivered the pass for the for the um, for the two pointer. But I set the play up. That's my word. I'm telling y'all out my mouth. Them two calls, the two pointer, was my play calling. But Lenny Manziel made the pass. Now, with Lenny seemingly leaving the rare breed next year, don't know where he'll end up being, possibly on one of the D.C. teams, the Gator situation now with Lenny available and CP3 going over to the Gators. I got word. He he always going to D.C. Buzz. Really? He going to D.C. Buzz. I talked to him. That was his word out his mouth. Okay. That would be a how uh, two questions on that then, Buck. How do you feel this offense goes without having Lenny as a weapon? What so, as a smoke screen, like you said on the Maryland special. So you want having, me so you want me to be honest on the question or joke around? Honest. Do both. honest. All right, I'm gonna be honest. We ain't gonna miss a beat. You feel me? I, I ain't okay. gonna say. I'm mad that he gone. I still love him to be on my team, but we ain't gonna miss a beat. Then on a joking hand, I put up more points than when when the games I took off and try to let him run the show, and he didn't deliver the points. I came in the game delivered more points. So, like I said once again, in the joking mar- in the matter, we ain't gonna miss a beat. But in football team wise, I love still having him on my team. So when how dangerous now is it that you're going to play Lenny at least twice next season? You're going to be playing him in your division and you might see the DC Buzz in a division championship game if the game, if he's a, able to step what a DC Buzz team that was competitive last year. Yes, ben, yes Maryland it was. Yes, DC it was. Maryland is now stronger than I think it's been in quite a long time at least since I've been in the A7FL. How does that equate to parity in your division? And what do you think of Lenny and uh, the and CP3 taking over the helm on either of those teams? Or how about um, this? Lenny, do you think that Lenny will will fight for the starting job for the DC Buzz over Mark Diggs? Who's the Lenny, better guy, uh, in your opinion? Lenny, Lenny going to get the starting position over Mark Diggs. You, you think Lenny Manziel is the better quarterback so. than Mark Diggs? I know so. What about the guys in that locker room that have, have seemingly always stood behind their guy and always believe in him? They turn their shoulder the, now. They're going to turn their shoulder. Mark my words. They're going to turn their shoulders. Okay. They're going to turn their shoulders. Do, do, you, do you honestly That's believe deep. that Lenny That's is deep. a better better quarterback than Mark Diggs? Yes. Yes. But me, what? but better quarterback than me? Hell no. No, no, I, I think we all we all agreed when we were talking about it. It was funny. We had Keith Salmons on as our Maryland representative. And when we were talking about the whole league, you were the best quarterback. But then when we were talking about just Maryland, all of a sudden, 
you know, there was this thing that he started to talk about, which I don't, I don't agree at all, even a little bit. And even Rob was, was trying to catch him, you know, you know, you know, catch him in, you know, a word problem that he created for himself. Can you, this is kind of like the, the, the uh, Michael K show, Eli Manning question. So, but, but I'm going to put it out there for you, Buck. I don't know if you know that reference. There, there is a, a thing that, that some of the guys, according to Keith Salmon's RTU, Real Talk U, there, there's, a, there's a narrative that he has out there that, that he's saying, and I don't know if it's his words, but he was wondering aloud with the rest of the Maryland division if Buck is the guy that can get past the spot that he's gotten to. So his critique was, is that Buck gets there, but he can't take you over the hump. Mm, Let me just ask man. you straight up, Buck. Are you a quarterback that can win a championship with the right team in the A7FL? Hell yeah. Hell what's yeah. it going to take for the rare breed to get you there next year? Me to you? I need corners. Other than that, teams didn't beat us by running the ball. They beat us by throwing the ball. If you know football and you sit there and watch all our games, Teams beat us by throwing the ball. Teams ain't gonna really gonna run it down our throats and beat us. I need DBs. That's all I need. Other than that, hey, we can get this ball rolling now. Do you think that the rare breed will improve just because you guys are getting to know each other more? Or exactly, man. What was that? No, that was the TV. Yeah, but um, basically, um. Last year was our first year getting together. I mean, we all knew each other in the league, but that was the first time certain people was playing with each other. Like, I've been around the league. It's been a couple of people who played over there with me. But this year, it should be um, it should be a movie to watch. It should be a movie to watch. Buck, we, we talked after, you know, the Cobras Renegades Elite Eight game in 2021. You know, the final score of that game was 70 to 21. And uh, I did throw three touchdowns, actually four, because one one to Aunt Mo for you guys. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. Who caught the touchdowns? Like I said, like I say all the time, I throw a very catchable ball. Aunt Mo has good hands. So I, I was glad to throw him a touchdown after that. Uh, I'm just joking. But we talked after that game because the next game that you had on your schedule was the Patterson U in a final four. And we were talking about it. How do you beat him? And we just sat there and we were doing other things um, that, that, you know, kept us occupied. But we just sat there and kind of just kept talking. And we were just like, at the end of it, we were like, I don't know, man. I never done it. So until somebody does it, you know, then we'll figure it out. Well, cut to 2022. You guys did do it in the beginning of the season. You know, that was a great game. Me and Matt were there watching it. Uh, you guys did everything that a team needs to do against – the U to win. And that jet motion with pack just seemed to spread out the defense and open up tons of stuff for you guys as, as far as options on the offensive side of the ball and the defense, you guys all year showed that you guys were elite. What changed in the playoffs? <laughs> um, that year, <clears throat> nobody didn't show up. And that's another thing when you're going to go travel against good teams and stuff like that. You, you mean be, last year? Last year in, in the playoffs against in the 2022 Final Four against the U, you guys were missing guys? 
Oh no, no, I apologize. I thought she was talking about that year. Last yeah, year, no, 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 playoffs. Um, all right, we, we started out. Yeah, everybody was right, but me to y'all, I don't sugarcoat and I keep it one hundred. They got in my head for some of them little late hits they was going. Me going back and forth with the players, me about to fight. They got in my head, got me out my element. So going into that game, my head was was on right, but during the game, it got messed up. My head went this way and went that way, and I took myself out the game. I could have stayed in the game and did what I did. It was getting ugly. But if I can help out on the sideline and get my team going, I'm going to do that. What do so, you think? Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. What do you think is going to be the most effective thing that the rare breed can throw at the elite competition in the A7FL in 2023 that wasn't there a year ago? Um, more speed out there. More speed. More speed. Is the rare breed looking at anybody that we know, maybe? Got any? I mean, I mean, I mean, back home in Baltimore, back here, they say um, people going over there to go play with Buck and them, they want to stack their team up. Me, if they going to come, they going to come. If not, we're going to keep it rolling. But I know maybe some people might reach out to us and try to get on this team. But other than that, we're going to keep it moving. What do you make of CP3 going to the Gators? Great question. You want me to keep it 100? Well, we <laughs> haven't asked you to give us 99. That's what I like to hear. Well, media, if John healthy, is healthy because he playing semi-pro right now. So if John healthy coming back, 8-7, CP going to probably play backup. So That's right now, do you, do you, but do you guys have a problem with that? Uh, not really, because CP, my guy, he tortures one year when he was with the Savages. But I mean, it's it been a minute since he's been back there. You feel me? Leading this, le leading that train. So it might take him a while to get back. But I don't think he might come back with that spark like how he had with the Savages. Do you think that this league is more winnable or more difficult in 2023, including all the stuff that the that's going on in Baltimore and D.C., Florida adding more teams and really looking to be a threat and a problem, Columbus coming into the league, Cincinnati, Vegas, and L.A. having a second season, and now you got Boston to deal with. Is it harder to win the championship now, or is it easier to win the championship now because of the confidence you have in you, Pac, and everybody on your team? I mean, me to y'all, football is football. So, But if these guys coming in with these teams and they don't know how to run this A7, they don't know how to, to answer out this A7, they're going to get washed in the drain. They're just going to be another team just to talk every Sunday just to talk. One thing that... I would love your opinion on is when you look at the A7FL, is there anybody in this league 
that you don't want to see on the other side from you that you want to see on your team? Or do you think you guys have right now what it takes to beat everybody bell to horn to horn on Sundays? To be honest with you, and I'm going to keep it honest, the two players I would love to have on my team, and I know I will walk through it with easy. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say three players that I know I will walk through this league with easy. Give me that linebacker from the night caller. What's his name? Dante Henderson. Dante Henderson, the air with the Wolverine. And give me Ashanti and give me Meek Meek. No, come on, Buck, 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 Buck. You give that you give that group of guys to any team, and they're doing a chip run. They'll be in the final four at least. Hey, but you hey, already bro, show. But listen, you got you got you got to think back though. That year I had the Cobras. I ain't really had nobody. I put people on the map. I ain't have nobody. Then it was the, the next year when we had the yellow and white jerseys on. I really still didn't have nobody. I had Antmo. I had Antmo there with me. Antmo been there with me the longest. Antmo's an MVP, is he not? From what he said? Yes, said? MVP. Oh, okay. MVP. Cool. He goes on both sides of the ball. But you like give I me said, that. Rob, last, in 2021, I threw him a touchdown pass. He's not on my team. <laughs> you give me that group right there, I will walk through this with ease. Well, I don't know if we can promise you a Shanti and meet me or a linebacker from Florida, but if you've been paying attention to the podcast and the league in general, guys are moving states. You know, is there is there any is there any wishes for guys to come from out of state to Maryland in your opinion in general? Or are you guys hey, just keeping it, you know, you know, keeping it what what's your guys' zip code? <laughs> two one two one five. I'm in Park Heights area. I got you. I got you. But uh, I meant I meant area code. Like you know, we're up here. We're nine oh eight. You know what I'm saying? Rob is six. Oh nine five. We nine five. I guess I'm six oh nine. I guess. I guess. What are you, Rob? Not that anybody cares. But this is nine one seven seven one eight. I'm I'm from New York, bro. I'm not from New Jersey. Big oh, Rob. You coming out of a time this year? I think I no. played against you a few times. You, what you mean a few? What do you mean you played against me a few times, Buck? <laughs> I got I got injured against you guys, and it cost me a chip because you guys tackled and twisted my ankles off. And then we beat you guys the year we won the chip. I played against you a few times, Buck, but you never cease to amaze me. Like every time I watch you play, I'm always like, man, that kid is good. Like, and I just kept watching you get better. I'm one of your biggest fans on this show, especially on this show, because they they were trying to trash you. Trying to say Buck's not top tier. He's not top Who, three. Who's they? Top... Hold on, hold on. Who's they? Listen, Matt, I threw it up. If you caught it. Yeah, it hey, hey Matt. Hey, Matt. I used to watch I used to watch the videos. You used to talk. I'd be like, man, he don't show me no love. And I'm the, I'm the one. I'm really the one. If you sit back and watch my play style, I'm the one. Nobody now, now, now here's the here's here's what I'm gonna say. You're one of my favorite players to watch in the league. Not going to say anything else but that. Learning about the Baltimore guys, learning about the Baltimore style of play, seeing more of this league, you're easily one of the guys to watch every time out. And I think every time this year I've seen you play, my level of respect and my level of enjoying watching you behind center has grown significantly. Clarify it for us, Buck, because... You know, everybody remembers you from the the most recent Cobras days. 
But I don't think everybody remembers as far back as since you started. What, what was your first league? Uh, I mean, excuse me. What was your first year in the A7FL? I was playing with Hit Squad. That's what it was, Hit Squad. It wasn't Bulldogs. Yeah, back in back in uh, yeah, my first year back is playing 2014, Jersey, right? I played against the Bombers. It was the Bombers. The Bombers. What wow. was your first year in A7? 2014. Uh, yeah, it was 14. Cause I remember, I remember back in the day, you, it was it was an OG buck. You're probably young buck back then, and I think I, I think uh, the the G Unit rapper was still actually releasing tracks as well. But um, I remember when when my Warriors played you guys down in Baltimore. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, but the first oh, I time gave them the blues. I gave them the, the blues. Yeah. <laughs> I gave them the blues. Well, you remember you guys won in overtime, right? Yeah. And do you remember the first thing you ever said to me in your life was? No, run it back to me. Yeah, guys, Buck came up to me after. And you guys always know my offensive line situation. So, and I was obviously Except older that one year. then Except as that I one year. Buck, down. Buck comes up to me. He says, hey, man, you know, in his accent, I'm not going to uh, attempt it. I, I I tried to get RTU to teach me the accent, Buck, but he he was scared to, to teach it to me. He didn't want me to use it. Um, but Buck comes up to me and says, hey, man, you're good, but if you just would look off your first receiver, you know, you you lock into your first receiver, and that, that's why they always know. And I didn't respond to him because I didn't want to be rude, and he had just beaten me, so what could I say to the, the winning quarterback? But in my mind, oh, looking- I know about all these quarterbacks, like, I really be in the lab. I can tell you about every quarterback. You can give me a name, and I can tell you how they move and how they operate. But let me just tell you my thoughts on your your assessment of my play. Look, it would be great if I had enough time with any of the teams that I played for other than BIC to look off the main receiver. I got two and a half seconds to throw, and I don't know if you've ever tried to look off in one and a half seconds, but the safety doesn't even make eye contact with you, and he's just standing there anyway. So... Although it was great advice, I think the first step is getting better blocking. But it's just funny because everybody, you know, everybody doesn't remember the buck in those early days. But I do. That's why I had to, I had to use you, my legs. I had to use my legs. For a long time, man. Yeah, my early stage, I was really, like, using my legs. Like, a lot of teams didn't really know that I can throw the ball. But I tell them, if I got time, I'm going to let the – I'm going I'm to just – Put it in the spot and let you go right to it. So my well, early stage, I had to run a lot. I ain't really had a lot of line, so like I was running, making moves a little bit more quicker than what I was doing now. But you I know, had when, how I play, how I play. So basically, you 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 will stretch the ball out and slap the ball when you're ready to say go. Then when you when you doing your comeback. You already stunned at your comeback. You're a timing quarterback. You don't let it develop. You're a timing quarterback. So if you're running that slant, you said go and throw in that slant. But you don't know if that corner sitting in the inside and you throwing it right to him. So basically, you're a timing quarterback. Oh, my goodness. Is Corey getting red? <laughs> so, with, so with me, with me on the other hand, when you're on defense, you like, damn. I don't know what OG Buck gonna do. I don't know if he's running it. I don't like. I gotta be on. I gotta be on my shit. Cause if not, he gonna expose me. So it's like with me at quarterback, teams gotta really play. Do, do your assignment. Cause if you doing somebody else's assignment, you are gonna get exposed. Well, you I you had the, you had the book on me in the rain, 
And I, I shared snaps this year, but in five drives, how many touchdown passes did I throw against you guys? And when? What year? This year? This year. In five drives, I had five opportunities against the best defense in the league. How many touch, uh, touchdown passes did I throw in the rain? I think you threw two or three. Two, two, two. But they was, they was really broken a little bit of silence. Like I said, once again, you started them down and just threw it. Well, I also designed a trips a shift to trips left. You guys thought it was quick screen, and Bobby Newman was flying down the field uncovered. And then I did the same thing and found uh, Mike Liberty by himself uncovered. And then the other one I just found uh, Khalil Green, and he was able to juke a couple guys. But it was, to be fair, it was that slant that you're talking about, and I threw it right as he cut. So once again, you're right. Once again, broken coverage. You ain't getting a good touchdown on us. You're going to get a good one by a broken coverage. Now, me, Listen, I'll take any me on the other hand, I Corey, I get it when it's real good. When it's, when it's okay, corner thing, they locked in, and I'm, I don't even know what to say, Corey, because I just be talking my stuff. Like, once I do it, I even can run up, do a play, and we only get seven yards. I know where I'm so, going at. I'm, I know where I'm going at the fifth play, because I done seen something in my third play. I'm already setting you up down the line. Not even first quarter. Even I wait the fourth quarter to bring it out. Like when I run my screens, teams be looking like, damn, how can he do all this with seven people on the field? There's a lot you can do with seven people on the field. There's a so, lot you can do. So then what do you say to the criticism that uh, some people have had that when you went against the U, you went away from all those great play calls. You went away from using your ability to throw and run. You tried to, to come out in the first quarter with a power run game and it looked like you were going to live and die with it. That, that ability that you're talking about, putting defenses in a bind, you took yourself out of the game. You were in a position to make it to the championship game if you beat the same team that you beat earlier that season. So... Hey man, you're right about me, man. There's definitely some flaws in my game, and and the right the right defensive mind, right right football mind can kind of diagnose what's got what I got going on. But yeah, you're, you're also saying that you you have the answers for everything. You're winning the chip next year if everything goes right. But you're also saying that you took yourself out in the second half uh, against the U. So which one is it? Are you the unstoppable quarterback, or do, or is there something else that we could maybe focus on, you know, to, to take that next step? Basically, what I'm what I'm getting at is when you head out the game, you're doing a lot of other stuff. Same thing when Mike Tyson was undefeated, when he got big headed and start doing other things. What happened? What other things were you doing? What other things were you doing? With a chance to, if you beat the U, be in the A7FL championship for the first time in your career. Once, I scored, a, once I scored in them, my first drive, then they came back, and I, I'm i thinking, no, they scored. Yeah, they scored. Then we had, a, and I came back on offense, and I was, like you said, living down with the running, going right at them, trying to do what I'm doing. But me not thinking, me playing right into their game, not playing buck game. Now buck game is fun. Me playing right. their game. Yeah, you didn't wasn't look like no you were fun. having fun. Yeah, why, I wasn't why having fun. Though? Why is you that? You took the words right out my mouth. I played yeah. into the U game. I ain't played uh -huh. buck game. Whereas though they was on their toes, 
I ain't played buck game. But you were just telling me how the way that you play offense is different from me because you don't let the defense dictate what you're doing. So let's just let's just let's just put it back. In, in, you know, let's just you know just rewind it, reset it, and let's go again. 2023 is Buck, is Buck going to have these same issues, or are you taking that next step? You gonna see? That's all I'm gonna say. Everybody in the A7 going to see a a new Buck. A different buck. I don't know. I ain't, ain't going to spread all my T's and floss and let y'all know. But it's going to be a, a better, more excitement buck. So that's all I got to say. It's going to be a better, better got you. game manager. And look, and look, when we when we do the list, you're either, you know, because when we do the list of quarterbacks, and, and you you should disagree, honestly. And if you if you totally agree, then you know it's it's the competitive nature thing. Like I'm in public, I won't ever say that I'm better than guys that are obviously better than me. But in my heart, I know that I feel like I'm better than other guys. I feel like I'm better than you, Buck. Now we can prove that on the field, and everybody can argue with me. But I think a good athlete, a great athlete, believes in themselves over you know what is even maybe even tangibly real. But you've been either the third or the fourth best quarterback in our league. What can you do to raise the level of your game? And if if See, you, I don't know about if you called that buck game and, and you feel like you would have been better against the U in the playoffs, is there something to the, the other constant argument that we seem to have on this show and on the games of the week where if you had a coach that was calling the plays so you could focus on execution and not play calling? Would would you find that beneficial and and in a way that you could like kind of like free yourself and elevate your play? I or mean, do you, or do you think that keeping control of the play calling and just staying true to who you are is the answer? Basically, when when I'm out there, not just I'm not just out there just saying, okay, you do this, you do this, and they just going. Me, I'm also taking little inputs too. I take little inputs with my wide receiver saying, with my running back, with my line saying. So basically, what I'm saying is. My fault, excuse me. <laughs> what I'm saying is, what that is, with the with the line telling me little stuff and me calling the plays, I always say me being in high school, a coach can call the play, okay, because he on the sideline, he might see something. But he not in the game and saying what's really going on in the Thank field. Thank you. So basically, when, when I always argument that I'm the best quarterback, why do I say that? Because I'm not running to the sideline asking, what's the play? But boom, boom. I'm saying it already. I might, I might just run a play just to see what you do right then and there to set something up. But I'm not going to the sideline getting the plays and coming back on the field and calling it because they not in the field with me saying what I'm saying. Yes, I can take an input. Okay, the corner doing this or this linebacker doing this. Yes, okay, I'm going to set him up. Let me see what he doing because I'm out there. He might get that. That play, I ain't probably pay attention, but let me see what he doing. But I, I mean, I take inputs on the sideline, but I feel as though I'm going to control this offense and we're going to get it rocking and rolling. Because when so I put it this year, so this year in 2023, you're going back in with pretty much the same roster, a good roster, by the way. In my opinion, either the, the 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 second, third, or fourth best roster in the league. You're going in with pretty much the same plan 
it seems like, you know, it doesn't sound like we're, we're changing up offensive or defensive uh, strategy or anything else like that. And you're running it back and you're not going to have that guy, Lenny Manziel, it sounds like. So for 2023, what is the place where the rare breed improve to reach the level that you guys haven't yet? To, to answer the questions that RTU and according to him, a lot of people in Maryland and according to him, which is probably false at this point, maybe even some of the guys in your huddle saying that you're the guy that gets you there but doesn't reach the top. You even admitted multiple times that you went away from the play calling that makes you special, from the playmaking ability that makes you special, and you did it in the worst time. No offense. Obviously, I've been there before. Like I said, the last time I was in the playoffs, I lost to you 70 to 21. So I'm not speaking from an experience where I'm, you know, the superior quarterback. But I am, as the analyst, asking you if everything's the same about the roster, if everything's the same about the plan, what's the difference next year for the rare breed? So everything ain't going to be the same. We got I me, mean, like I said in the beginning, we might got people who might want to come over and and try out and come aboard with this team. But until then, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man on this team. Not, not saying I'm cocky and being like this, but I'm the quarterback. I get it going. Only thing a car can do what, Corey? Corey. What? I'm sorry. Yes. Only thing a car can do what? Only drive, thing a baby. Drive. Say it one more time. Only thing a car can do is drive, man. I'm the motor. I'm the motor. One thing my coach used to tell me, and it always stuck in my head. Let me so be the brain. on the road trip, but on the road the brain. trip to the championship in 2022, Buck. Say it again. Your car stalled out, and you went for a backup motor. No, it, it needed a little hot shot, a little hot shot. Little yeah. hot so, shot. so, 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 we're you're you're rebuilt for twenty twenty three is what we're saying. Not too much, but a couple of pieces might be added on. But we ain't we ain't really need too much. If you paid attention, once again, we ain't really need too much. We was missing a couple corners, Corey corners, and I'm gonna say it again, corners. Teams that beat right, us. Well, who was the better? Who was the better team in the league it, just that day? Now we could talk about what would happen in ten matchups, but who was the better team that day against the Nightcrawlers, the Rare Breed or the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers? That day, me being honest, I said Nightcrawlers pulls a one. But once again, if we having this conversation, unexperienced team getting out there, they can ball, right. but they right. don't know what's really going on. Well, guess what? Guess what? I know what's guess going what on. They do. They know now. Guess what they know now, and you guys taught them. You specifically. Hey, hey. They know hey. what's going on now. So do, do they, Corey? One win, one loss like that. You think they know what's going on with rumors no. of their starting quarterback leaving? No, Corey, you're giving them a little too much credit now. He he just. I gotta give book his Rob, his followers. Hold on, hear me out. 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 All right, they, Buck, Buck gave the best answer he could possibly give. He said the Nightcrawlers were the better team that day. They probably should have won. But based off of experience, which I'm always complaining about in this league, the experience is what gets you over those humps. It's not it's nothing else. 
And what I, and, and all I'm saying, and all I'm saying in response, because I'm not necessarily being the guy that says my opinion is, uh, is that hey, I disagree hey, Corey, with what Buck's saying. Corey, all right, but, listen. Not all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take away what you just said. That now they know, like like Big Rob say, they don't know because they never been in that predicament to that game. Remember, they was blowing teams out. They ain't never had to, oh, keep the lead and do this and do that. They didn't know nothing about that. They was blowing teams out. So, therefore, when time was running out, when they was beating teams, they was up four touchdowns, three touchdowns. Game was over. They was up a touchdown on us with the ball. That game should have been over. A knee, a couple runs, stay in bounds, boom, Facts. boom, boom. They never been in that predicament. I've been in the league long enough. I'm smart as hell. So me, football IQ, they gave, like, like, like I told that quarterback after the game, I say, bro, you played a hell of a game. You had a hell of a season. But at the end of the day, bro, you should have won the day, but you fumbled that bag. I told him that. In the experience, you fumbled that bag. After game, this that's 100% on two true. After game, on two fronts, he could have made the tackle on pack. I don't know if people noticed that. He had he, the tackle. He didn't want to tackle. He could have pushed pack out of balance and did anything to Marcellus. He could have did anything right there. Tripped him, did anything. He didn't and, want so, enough, and so the, the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers, we can all agree. In 2022, especially it, maybe just in that game. And and just to be clear, Buck. That Nightcrawlers team that won the Florida division started out two and three without Bagway at quarterback, put him in a quarterback, and they did win their division, and they were blowing some of the teams out. But their game, their 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 Florida championship against the Ghosts was was a touchdown game, and the game against the DC Buzz, although they put up the the Nightcrawlers put up fifty points, the Buzz also put up thirty eight, so it was back and forth. So they had been in close enough games. But, you know, I don't think they face the level of competition, you know. And, that's and the that's level what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They, but they, they haven't they wasn't playing nobody. They wasn't right. playing. Nobody. And, and, and what would what do you what would you rate their 2022 football IQ, uh, at least in the game against you guys? In the beginning, it looked like it was 100. Then it dialed down to like 45 unexperienced. All right. Yikes. So so in 2022. The Nightcrawlers came and traveled to Delaware, which is a lot farther than it is for Maryland guys. Played and looked like the better team most of the game, except for the last 40 seconds. Lost yes. because their IQ was 45. Yes. And it was, a, and it was a two and three team before their quarterback came in and then started to get rolling. I'm not taking nothing away from them. I'm not taking enough away from their record. Before they had that quarterback, me to you, if you put him good flaws in his name, how you want to build it, listen. If if that was the case, are right, you got there? You did your thing. You got him all be that far. If 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 you thinking Corey, how you talking? He should have been experienced. Okay, boom, boom, boom. No, this no. What I'm time. saying is, is, what I'm saying is, is what was is what was right. What right. happened is what happened, and I think. When I talk about who was the better team in last year's, you know, final rankings, I ranked the rare breed because the rare breed had the 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 will and the common sense to win that game. If the Nightcrawlers just tried to beat you guys at the end and didn't dance, 
they unfortunately would have beaten you guys. And to be clear, Buck, I was rooting for you guys the whole game. Um, I tried to keep it as, you know, professional as possible. But when I talked to Mark Bagway before the game and he kind of gave me the cold shoulder and was telling me how he wasn't even a quarterback and he looked like he wasn't even taking the, the game seriously, you know, that that showed in the fourth quarter. But the reason I'm asking this, Buck, is because when we talk to you, you're not really making any changes. When we talked about your roster, you said you'd welcome some guys, but you're not really counting on it. You don't even know if they're coming or not, and whether they come or not isn't important to you. You do have the guys in your locker room that you that you got to uh, the Final Four, and you were a lot more competitive against the U than, for instance, let's say, I don't know, um, another team was against the other team that they played. Force BIC, by the way, West Coast guys. We'll get to you in a second. So that's the rare brief. You're talking about basically we're kind of standing pat and and we can disagree on that, but that's pretty much what you just laid out for us, right? Rare breeder standing pat, moving on from Lenny Manziel, OG Bucks the guy, right? I'm listening. Keep it going. What's your IQ uh, as a team going to go from in year one as the rare breed to year two? What can we say? Going from like an 89 to a 92? You guys are a little bit more comfortable with yourselves, but not leaps and bounds. You guys aren't going to get that much smarter at football, are you? You said you're a genius already. My point, Buck, is, is that the Nightcrawlers were only a point worse than you guys, traveling up from Florida, didn't have their full squad, and didn't take it seriously with a 45 IQ. Which of the two teams has the bit, the better opportunity to get exponentially better? The Nightcrawlers or the Rare Breed? So basically, like I said, um, I say the Night, I mean, I say Rare Breed because we want it. And like you said, if the Nightcrawlers are going to keep coming every game, smiling, laughing, thinking they just going to do what they're going to do and win, I say Rare Breed because we more want it. So you guys can improve more than the Nightcrawlers who basically came out there with a 45 IQ, in your opinion, which means that they had no idea how to win that game. You think that, that you guys are going to improve more than the Nightcrawlers who were talented enough to beat you guys that day, just they just didn't take it seriously? You think that they're seriously going to come out next year and not do the right things? Because we're assuming that they, they have the competitive spirit to do the right things. And to be honest, I'd love to hear from them. But Buck, I'll just say it out right, right now because I was trying to force you into the question, and you answered the question in your opinion correctly. But if you guys aren't making any changes as the rare breed and expecting to make a huge jump and make the difference either to A, compete with BIC, who has three young cornerstones in the past three years have the have the A7FL rookies of the year and also the corners. Are, are those corners coming to, to make that difference? Or is that wishful thinking? Because everybody in the A7FL wants better corners, even the U. Basically, that's all I'm saying we need is corners. Where do the rare breed end up in the rankings at the end of next season? Championship or the Final Four? Any is, team? Is, is a Final Four appearance for you guys and you specifically good enough? No, it's not. No, it's not. Championship. So you you and your team currently constituted 
you feel comfortable playing the U, BIC, and the Nightcrawlers if it came down to it. You'll, you'll beat those teams? Yes. And if you ask me, all the teams, I mean, I ain't lose to a lot of teams, but you can give me the tough schedule again, but you can make it more tougher. You can give me BIC, um, the U, you can give me Nightcrawlers, or you can switch it around. You can give me the toughest teams in the beginning or whatever, so y'all can say, Buck, I ain't have a good, had an easy ride to this, to this, because I always get it out the mud. I, I, don't think anybody, I don't think anybody had any kind of complaints with the with the route you took to your regular season and your postseason appearance as the, the top seed in the Maryland division. You guys won the Maryland division in your first inaugural year. That's great. Yeah. Um, next year might be a little tougher with the Gators having whoever it is at quarterback is going to be more capable than who they did have. And the D.C. Buzz, they seem to get better every year, too. So you might be just facing a tougher Baltimore division. But, guys, I don't know about you guys, but I think we've put uh, my friend and a, and a good guy, Buck, in, in a hot enough seat for a long enough. What, I think what you, you think? put – You want to loosen up and have a little bit more fun? I don't, yeah, I, 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 don't think Coy put me in a, I don't think Coy put me in a hot enough seat. Can I, like – I mean, what else you want to ask me? Can I spice it up some more? If, if you, you want – if you've got anything you, you want to get off your chest. Spice, that's fine. We, we always welcome you bringing it. Like, like you were asking, don't even ask anymore. Just bring it. I, I've been asking you tough questions. You've been answering them very well. And I, that's what I'm saying. But I right, hey, so more than happy so, to hear what you all have right, to So say. basically, I'm going to get back to the little quarterback rankings when y'all say Buck is number four in the league. And, and I quote John that, like, where do I go at number four? If, like you said, if I'm out there calling my plays, I ain't running the sideline getting plays from such and such and his mother and grandmother and them. Like, I'm dialing this up. So who are you better than? Wait, 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 wait. What are you implying? What are you implying? Are you implying that you're better? Who's getting these plays from someone else? Who's not? So basically what I'm saying is that's what I like. That. Thank you, Big Rob. That's what I like. You get right to the point. Because I was about to sugarcoat it, but I like how you jump right to the point. So basically, you know how Huff run over there and get his plays by such and such. And uh, th then you got Matt, Matt be like, them Egyptian, he, he called this. The How can you call somebody that if you ain't you ain't calling the plays and doing this? Rob, who calls the plays for the U, Rob? I mean, when I was there, Huff was calling the plays. But I, I feel like I feel like you know something we don't, Buck. I feel like you're, you're trying to say something. What you trying to say? So basically what I'm trying to say is, Huff don't even really call his plays. Then, then if you like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I don't want, no, I I can spill some tea because we on. I call this real talk. So basically, Huff don't really call his plays like that. Like how he do it. How Ryan call him the Egyptian. He doing this and he doing that. You got Ryan over there. Huff, come here. Da 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 da. Like you got to pay attention to this and that because me on the other hand. I'm really dialing this up. Like, if you watch this, my, my videos, I'm in the huddle calling this plays to make it do this and do that. And it's like, damn. Yeah, you're even that. in the huddle when you sub yourself out for your backup. So you're calling all the plays. That's but. what, that's, and that's where I'm getting at. Like, I really do a lot. Like, I'm like the OC. I'm like the old head sometimes get in to show 
the young kids how to do this and how to do that. You'd be like, damn, that boy did it all smooth. How I ain't doing it that smooth. So basically when I'm getting that, I look at it, I'm number one. Cause so, me, Buck, you're 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 a better player quarterback than Mark Bagway, who was the guy that we put right in front of you. I'm gonna say Mark. I'm gonna say what you, you. What do you do? Let's do it one at a time. What do you do better than Mark Bagway that elevates your game so that if it was a if it was a Madden rating, and I always say it's gonna be either Meisner is is the name for a7 or or DePaul. so we'll just go with Meisner because it's almost madden so in in Meisner 24 you're rated higher than Bagway what do you do better than Mark Bagway that elevates your game I pass the ball I mean I'm I'm just I'm just going to cut it short Mark Wade he run the ball better than me that's the only thing Falls throwing the ball I got it. IQ, I got it. Everything else, I got it. Mechanic-wise, my fakes, going through all that, I got it. He run the ball better than me. And that's what a lot of quarterbacks got on me. Speed. If you put like some speed on OG, if you put speed on OG Buck, we wouldn't have had this conversation. So you and throw I, the ball consistently better than Mark Bagley? Yes. Then what happened you in the call, second? Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You Why can I say that? You... Why can I say that? I didn't say you can't say it. I no, said I'm... what happened in that second half then. Is that that's all I said? In the second half? He got hurt, Corey. Okay, that's fair too. Yeah, I told you hurt. that, Corey. I, I yeah, got a little got hurt. hurt. I told no, you that's that. fair. I, that's what I'm asking. No, so what right, I'm asking so, you, but, you're, but you're if you pay attention in the games when I when when I passed the ball, like the first game I went against the youth, I hear I hear you. I, I think I forgot what you were saying, but if you pay attention, if I went like nine for like no, I went like ten for like twelve. I went ten from twelve, probably over like two hundred passing yards. I went like nine from like I had probably two incompletes. So when I really pass the ball, you look at it because how I set my plays up, you wide open. How can I not miss you? So, like, if you, when, when I say that, I pass the ball excellent. I pass the ball excellent. And I put it in the right tight spots. Okay, so we'll, we'll put you we'll, – we'll start with the Mark Bagway. Boom, we're above Mark Bagway. Now, um, the next one we had at two, just based on last year, it's not all, you know, all time, just on last year, we said that Huff was two. You said you're the best in the game. So in the in the Meisner 24, what do you do better than Huff? Play calling. Huff do throw the ball good too. I ain't gonna take away because I'm gonna say he threw the ball good. His arm's strong too. I ain't gonna take that away from either. But whose arm it, is stronger? Yours or yours or Huff? Huff. Who's more who's more accurate under pressure? You or Huff? I'm going to say me. Who is better on the run, you or Huff? It was different type of games when he had to make his good his tight throws and I had to make my tight throws. But he had more games than he had to make his tight throws. So I, I will give it to him because he had more pressure coming more than he had to do his little, his little thing. 
Who calls the better offensive game? Me. Who yeah, had you and who? who had wait, 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 Corey, wait, wait, wait. Between you and who? And Huff. But you. So I'm, I just want to make things clear. So everybody listening, you know what I'm saying? Put it on your bulletin boards. Feel how you feel. You feel like you call a better game than Huff. Yes, loud and clear. Yes. Okay. Who had the better roster in 2022, the rare breed or the U? On paper, the U. They just don't know how to use. They don't know. How, I don't. I don't. They just. I don't even know what to say. They getting a little bit. I mean, they they won, so I can't talk too much because they beat me. But next year, ain't ain't going down like what they what they think is going down. Well, you guys beat them in the regular season. What was different about the playoff game? Once again, I played an I ain't played buck game. I didn't play my game. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are because that means you can give us money. That's right. You can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. I'll play right into their hands. So what's going to stop you from falling into their hands next year? And what stop gaps can you put in place in case it gets into a situation where you start to feel that quicksand pull under you? Is there anybody on this team that you feel can help carry the load as a leader? I, I mean... We, we got a few pieces who can get that motor and, and get it going. But, like, if you don't got that quarterback who going to get it going, ain't really nothing to talk about. If if you got that leader who going to show enough, get that, that will, and you got that quarterback, like you can't really have that quarterback that's laid back, ain't vocal. Like, I want smoke. So it's like, once again, I'm that hot. And like not standing like that, they gonna come with me. Cause they feel as though like they know like if if my quarterback right and he he lit, I'm gonna be lit right behind him. Now if he dry, oh man, I'm lit, but he dry. I can't really get the team going. I need OG Buck to get this team going. So we were talking about Huff. He's got the stronger arm, and, and look, the guy throws 80 yards. So, I mean, that's that's a hard one. Not that uh, – that always makes the difference. And then you said you were more accurate. He throws the ball a little bit better on the run. 
you call the better game plan. And then I guess the tiebreaker maybe is who's a better running threat, you or Huff? Running, like running the ball? I guess. I don't know. I'm I not aware. Huff. I'm not familiar with Huff. that part of the quarterback's uh, responsibility uh, in a game is, is, is a running quarterback. So I just, I, I'm completely foreign to it. So whatever you want to say. Huff, Huff a, a better running quarterback. But you're the better guy. Yeah. And so that leaves only the MVP of the league, uh, former rookie of the year, offensive mm. play, whatever, you know. That's and it's my guy. That's, that's my guy. But that's my guy. But he a running quarterback. Now he has some good you, throws this year. Wait a second. Wait a second. I I gotta Buck, disagree Buck, with Buck, that. Buck, 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 you're my guy, Buck. You're my favorite quarterback right now. You just said Sterry is a running quarterback. You you know what that implies, right? You that's implying that. Sterry, that's his best characteristic. Like, that's how he beats you on his feet. Well, let's go through it, guys. Let's go through it. Like, basically, all right. So, so who throws, who, who has more arm strength, you or, or Sterry? See, like, I can say, man, like, man, his probably like, probably like a little bit like the same. Yeah. I, th- I honestly, I think it would be relatively close. Who's more accurate? Me. Who throws better on the run? Me. Who calls the better game? Me. And who's a better runner? Yo, Who a better runner? He a better runner. Now listen, I'm a I'm gonna rewind for his plate calling because he, he had some good ass games when I watch him dial some shit up. I'm like, okay, boy, you 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 starting to you starting to map it out a little bit more now. Like I didn't I didn't give him his flaws. I didn't talk to him. That's my guy. I didn't let him know. Like boy, you, you starting to map this shit out too much right now. You need to take a step back. But no, he 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 got some games when he managed that 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 play calling. But he got some games when he needs some help too managing the game. Well. Let, let's just let's just like kind of like regroup here because you already heard Matt and Rob and I'm sure you got my tone in a lot of this. And look, at the end of the day, we're here to have fun on a podcast. Thank you for coming on. You're doing a great job. You're keeping this interesting. And we're just asking questions. You're running the show. And this is the Buck show. We talked about earlier in, in a previous podcast. Uh, there was a Buck book. So this is the Buck book. All right. And yeah. uh, according according to the, the autobiograph, the autobiography of Buck. You were the best quarterback in the A7FL. And now I'm sure listening to this podcast, all of our fans, both of my co-hosts, unfortunately, and they groan all the time about it, and you as well, know that I will, will never hesitate to give myself props on my ability as a quarterback. But I ask you guys <laughs> this, have I ever come on our show and made any of the claims even relatively similar to our guests tonight, Matt and Rob? No, am I ever touting myself I'm, as the as the best quarterback? And no. I'm better. This guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah, because no. I'm I am realistic and I know where my my flaws are and where I need to work. And I know that all the words that I say mean nothing if I don't, you know, put in the actual effort and do it. And I know that you're working out there too. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is is that the words that you are putting, you know, in hard 
hard stone right now because this is going to be you know broadcast for everybody to hear is that you are the best quarterback in the league that in your opinion you have no doubts about it and that the rare breed next year are coming for the championship so what we're all basically asking is then why buck are we sitting here with guys from your division in your state which is to be fair one of the loyalist groups of fans of all time ask rob they will to this day bark at rob if he ever says anything about trey loke as a quarterback now these same people that that will argue that trey loke is a good quarterback in a mind in this game are having these whispers and rtu was reporting on our show that book can't get a book buck can't get us over the final four hump that's it so is there so, a dis- is this real and are you honestly saying that your your 100% belief is that you know throw away what we saw la- in last year's playoffs because it's garbage we shouldn't have even paid attention to it when it seems like the entire A7FL including this podcast saw that and was really concerned for the future of Buck as a starter for the rare breed Where where is our disconnect or where is your disconnect in that being the narrative when, in your opinion, you're the best quarterback in the league? Next year, we're going to take every game. We're going to take every game one by one. And concern for me playing quarterback next year is really no concern, Corey. Like, it ain't no flaws who going to step up. And they know they comfortable with me at quarterback. And they ready for this year for us to get going. And if you listen to our podcast, so are we. Every every person that has come on, and ask Rob, like like he said, he's, he's, he's like the, the president of the Buck fan club. <laughs> when guys come on and they try to blaspheme the name of OG Buck as a guy that yeah. might be the reason why the rare breed yeah, can't take a step. I'm 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 strongly in disagreement with that. Like I don't. That's I ridiculous. Same, that's that, that's the, the dumbest game. thing that I've heard. Yeah, I watch the same right? game that's they're stupid. watching. I'm analyzing the same and, game they're watching. They're looking at the starting quarterback who is either top three or top four in this league, and saying because he's not he's he's the reason why they're not being pushed over the final four hump. I have to disagree because even the game where you guys should have lost, yes, Manny Manziel made the throw, sure. Pack made the catch, sure. He scored it. Who dialed it up? Which is the, one of the biggest things for me. And if you dialed it up, I don't see what you lost. I don't see how you sold the game. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. You get what I'm saying? So that's always my debate when it comes to the, you know, buck versus everybody thing. Now you 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 stated on this show clearly that you're the best. You're saying you're the best quarterback in this league. Here's here's where it comes, Buck, because you know. this is the conversation, right, Rob? Delaney, you just said what I believe is that it's stupid to say that Buck is the reason that they're not they're not yeah, getting stupid. over that spot. Yeah, but dumb. Rob, I don't agree. Rob, if the rare breeds stand pat, lose Lenny. 
and just say we're going to run Why? it back exactly the way that it is. Is that a Why? team that can win a championship? Why? I'm going to throw this out there, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and I'm just going to say this. All right, last year, and this not to, like, to throw a shot at Lenny, but this to, to speak fact, because this is where this argument going at. Last year, when I didn't play against his squad, I didn't even suit up. We beat them 14-0. So then we played D.C. Buzz. I say, Lenny. You can start this game. You can have the first half. I'm going to come in third quarter. Once, once Lenny gave it to me, ask me what the score was. Corey, ask me what the score was, Corey. What was the score, Buck? Six nothing. Halftime. Then when I put my stuff on and when I yep. checked in, when the game was over, I think it was, what, 36 or oh. Damn near 38, 38, 12. I came right in. So that like me missing that hit squad game, and we only beat them 14. When I try to give Lenny the loss, the do your thing, people looking at me, people in-house looking at me. What are you doing, Buck? Yo, do, do, go get dressed. No, this is the type of game. I don't gotta play this game. Don't let Lenny get his shot. But we won 14-nothing. Then we come back, DC Buzz. Lenny, you only put up six points. So right then and there, like, that tell it all, then a quarterback. That tells it all him. about the internal quarterback battle between you and Lenny. And, and like we said, nah, me and Rob. We have Matt, to change this narrative. We, we have to change this narrative. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, for the final time, for the first and maybe final time, Lenny Manziel didn't do anything. He just came in and did his job. The the extra praise where, oh my God, can Lenny run a team? No, he can't. Like he can't. He needed he tried it. He tried yeah, it. Already. He can't do it. And my thing is, I played against Lenny. I played against Lenny when he was a little more athletic. When he looked a little, we have the narrative that Lenny leaving rare breed is a detriment to rare breed is insane to me. It's insane, and it's like that's not okay. well. I don't think that's what any of us. Are, that's not what we are saying. That's what that's what I think we all agree on, and that's not and that's not what I'm saying. Just to be clear, that's never been my argument. What I've been doing is asking that question so that people can give me their answer, which is wrong. You are wrong if you think that Lenny is your best option over OG Buck. But then I ask the same question, and this is why, Buck, this has been a topic of conversation, why we're constantly talking about it, because it's not resolved easily. How many snaps or what percentage of snaps, Buck, when your team was either was down in the score and, uh, and, and, and risking going home? You're talking about your regular season where you let Lenny play against the worst team in the Maryland division, the hit squad and won 14, nothing. And the buzz who are a tough team, but not better than the rare breed, obviously. And you were talking about how you gave him the, the first half one in the second half. All right. What about when your season, when your season was on the line and your team was down, what percentage of snaps did OG buck take compared to Lenny Manziel in the play? Playoffs when when you're down, if you lose that game, you go home for the rest of the season. 
what was the percentage of, of, of snaps that the best quarterback in the league was taken when he when his team was down in the playoffs with the chance to go home in 2022? I took what? But Lenny took what? Three drives. Three drives, but on the back end, I'm the one setting the plays up. Once again, who's in the game? Who's in the game percentage wise when your team is losing the game and in jeopardy of going home for the rest of the season? How about this? Who was in the game more in those moments, Lenny or Buck? Not calling the plays, not dialing it up. Who was in the game more throwing the ball? We we didn't have a lot of them predicaments. You had two. You were playing the night crawlers. And you guys were down by, I think it was seven, right, guys? You were you were playing the night crawlers. You were down by seven, 40 seconds left. And when you were playing the U in the second half, you guys, let's just say the second half, you guys were down and you needed, you needed, your your team needed the quarterback to make plays to advance. Lenny took more? the snaps. Lenny took the snaps. Why is that if you're the best quarterback in the league? Once again, if we bring this up, when we played the U, I say my head got out the game. Me as a coach and me as a player, I know if, if my player head not in the game, why are you going to continue playing the game? Why is that? Bring your ass over here, sit down, relax, get your, get your mind back together. Now in the Nightcrawler game, when Lenny finished, them, finished that game, when he threw the pass, all eyes was on me at the slot. So anytime I was in the game, I make a store impact because all eyes still be on me. Uh, I was he, a great answer. That's what I'm waiting for that answer. So even the nuts. even even if I'm not at quarterback, if I'm at running back with wide receiver, eyes on me because I make an impact in the game. So for me being that type of player, if it's gonna set something up for somebody else, why not? The night crawlers ain't no because you me. you buck and 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 like I said, you're my guy. Love your game, big fan. We we argue with these idiots that come on here with the blasphemy that somehow Lenny is a better quarterback than you. Which is why, as a quarterback myself, and you could call me selfish, but when faced with those situations, I I, I make very different decisions than you did specifically last year. Now you you've been in situations like this a lot of times in your career. This isn't like your mo. It's not like you're constantly doing this. We're just focused on last year. Rob, I think Matt. I think this is a fair question. If you're the best quarterback in the league, though, Buck, and you're better than Sterry and Huff and Mark Bagway and Mark Diggs, why do those quarterbacks, when their team needs them, not only call the play, but they're the ones who are walking on the field, and you weren't just this past year? I mean, I still put an impact in that, but if if I'm if I'm injured, I'm I'm, I'm speaking on the night crawler game because after that hit, once again he put it on me. I was a little out of it, but if I can still get in some way and be an impact in that game, I'm gonna do that. If 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 I'm not making the throws or not, but at that time, if Lenny can come up the bench and help out and and be an impact at this time, why not?
what is you here for if you can't step up and and produce? Well, in the regular season, you, we saw um, the guys that you ranked behind you, we ranked in front of you. Sterry, Huff, and Mark Bagway split time a little bit at the quarterback position. Huff did with Moon a little bit. Uh, and in your game, Moon came in because Huff was also injured. So that makes sense. Sterry had some time with CP3 coming in there, here and there. So in the playoffs, I don't remember seeing CP3 in a moment other than a, a two-point conversion. And Sterry, who was the MVP of the league, was the guy that even when things were rough against the U, was the guy out there calling the plays, running the plays in the game. And Huff was down a lot against BIC. And that was a two-point ball game, and he was a, a yard and a half away from tying that thing. And for all the things that have been said about the U, their offensive line wasn't playing good. Ryan Shamar was distracted by having kids, and he's worthless. And, you know, he he's the reason that they lost because, you know, God forbid somebody has a kid during a football season. Oh, my God. Jesus. Did you have nine Rob that year? No, I, I, I was raising them, so I, <laughs> I, could, I could use that as an excuse, but I never have. And somewhere, somewhere Rob is grunting at me. He's just – didn't use his thing. I'm grunting and groaning. I'm just letting you go, though. I'm just letting you do. Yeah. That. So, I, so basically, so, so to, so to, so to run it back. All I'm saying, Buck, is that in what time, you're saying. So basically, you say it's tough to accept when those other guys, they go in in those moments, no matter who the backup is or what the situation is or what happened before. And as a quarterback. That's how I feel. I, I, I give you credit and props for being a bigger person than me. And when you have the chance to beat the, the Nightcrawlers, you dial up one of the greatest play calls in the history of the A7FL. But then for the next week to have a chance at the championship and, and basically for it to go right back to Lenny, and he started making the conversation, a conversation that should never have happened, Buck, but was, that's what... That's the only point that I basically am trying to make. And I apologize for everybody for dealing with me, trying to make it so hard because basically here's the point, Buck in 2023, if you want to win the championship, you better not call for a backup when your team's losing and the game's on the line and your season is minutes away from being sent back to Baltimore. Corey, what? I don't get nothing about Corey, 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 Corey. I, I you know what? I, all right. I, I think what Rob, Corey's you trying to say. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I think what Corey's trying to say is if you're the man, you're going to always be the man, whether you're hurt, whether you're. He's saying if you're How the man. How about this, Rob? Man, Rob, let's put it in a way that. Let's put it in a short way. I got you. Rob, I got you. Are you, you, you going to be, are you gonna on, be Alex Vargas? Hold on. You let let, let, best. You let Rob finish. If he's are saying you, to you, if fuck, you're are you going to let yourself be Alex Vargas? Corey, let Rob finish. Yeah, what oh, Corey's trying to say is if you're the man, you're the man, no matter if you're hurt, no matter if you're anything's going on with you, you're that guy, you finish the game, you this, you that, and where I kind of agree. But I think what the point that Corey's missing is Buck is saying he's better than these quarterbacks. This is what Buck is saying. He's better than these quarterbacks because he can affect the game, whether he's on or off the field. You Thank said you. Thank you, you did say you did say, okay, he took himself out. But in that final play where Pack scored that touchdown, Buck was on the field. Buck wasn't on the sideline. 
The reason why that play went well is because all eyes were on Buck and he had the wear and thaw and the smarts to realize that they were watching him for a yes. double pass to get it to the tight end out of bounds. Some, it was stupid on the Nightcrawler's part, but it was genius on the Rare Breed's part. Now, again, he keeps telling you he was, excuse my French, he's fucked up against the U. It, it happens. Sterry is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Sterry got fucked up in 2021. Did he come so out? Mark, Mark it, it does. It, who else was going to go in and do anything that Sterry would have done? And when Sterry was messed up and came out, Sterry's not calling plays. He's getting his mind right on the sideline. You see the difference where if Buck is messed up, he's still calling the plays. If Sterry's no. messed up, Sterry's taking a breather. Sterry's going to take a breather and then come back in. Buck understands that he, hey, if I can't get it done, I still got the pieces to get it done, whether I'm on and off the field. That's what he's trying to say. So I, I get the, the the narrative you're trying to say is, hey, if you're the man, you stay on the field, you get the job done, da 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 da. Yes, no, it, it, no, if you're the man, you get it, you get it done either way, you on the field, either off way. the field. Right. I get, and I get that. But yes, I won championships. Huff didn't have to come out. He, he had an offensive line. And I'm not sitting on Rare Breed's offensive line, but there's certain things that shouldn't be happening to you. Know, now you're talking yeah. football, Rob. Now right. you're talking football. <laughs> yeah, but Rob always, Rob always complains that me and Matt are being nice. Rob, no, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not even OG being Buck. nice. I'm not even being nice. It's it's the way the questions are coming out. So it's like you got to understand, Huff didn't play the full four quarters against BIC. If you remember, Moon took a good chunk of those snaps in the championship. So. What you know quarter? Like, how how important is what quarter? How well, because is that's the when they, that's all right. Well, how about this? Let's just let's just cut to the chase because we're we're playing semantics. Buck says he's the best quarterback in the A7FL. Rob is Buck better than Mark Bagway in your opinion? No, no. Is better My than Huff is different. My opinion is different from Huff's. I mean Buck's. I think Buck is the number three or four quarterback in this league between him and Mark Bagway. You can argue him or Mark Bagway for the three spot, 100%. Three and four is him and, and Bagway. And the reason why it's three or four is because where where Huff, where Huff, where Buck might lack in that athleticism that Bagway has, Buck has the intelligence that Bagway doesn't and the play calling that Bagway doesn't. So they can argue three and four, but right now, because of who was in the championship, who, what do I look like saying Sterry and Huff aren't one and two? That's who was in the chip. You're right about that, Big Rob. Can't you know what I'm saying? And I'm not. And I'm a. Fair. I'm a Buck fan. That's my bias. I'm a Buck fan. But Buck is three or four for me. You get what I'm saying? But well, again, do you get what I'm saying. I'm a Buck fan. I do. And I don't think that when my team has the game on the line, bad game or not, that I would prefer Lenny Manziel than OG Buck. So when I see that with my eyes, I'm offended. And now I'm not offended by any specific thing other than I know that OG but, Buck hey, is hey, a Corey, quarterback than Lenny. Corey, you got to ask yourself this, though. The night callers, I got injured. I was a lawyer. You feel me? So Lenny had That's to step fair. up. All right, the you, me, I, if, if, I, we, this all, this all football. If, if you fighting somebody and you letting your frustrated get to your head, you might lose the fight, right? hundred percent. So but I'm not gonna tap out and, and stop swinging football. my own fist. If 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 every play they lay hitting me, 
Um, I got into it with Pitts. Head button on the sideline, man. Getting into it about the fight. Like, it was like four incidents. Man, man, J-Rock got into it. Like, my head was out of it. I was about yeah, to Ryan fight. Shamar, honestly, Ryan Shamar admitted to this on our podcast as well. They, they said that they were actually doing this on purpose to you. So, I, so obviously, my head was out of this me. is documented and 100% fact. So, I'm not going. Yeah, this is 100% me, true. I never play dirty. I don't. I, I talk shit by doing good-ass plays and shaking you or doing what I'm doing. I ain't play like that. So when my head got out of the game, all right, so now I'm like, all right, they ain't playing football no more. They on some other stuff. So when my head get out the game, yeah, I'm doing stuff that I ain't normally doing. So for me to take myself out and check Lenny in, why not do that as me as a player? Because, because then what you're saying is that the – the reason, like whether you, the person deciding whether your season ends or not right now in this game is not you anymore. It's in someone else's hands. And although you can call the plays, wow. if you were able to call the plays, then why aren't you able to also execute them? I'm not trying to be an asshole. I always am anyway, so I apologize. But what I am asking, Buck, is that from a quarterback who's been in a similar situation, and lost games. I lose those games a lot. I win those games. I, I come back and then my defense gives it up. But what I never do is at any moment, whether my literally against you guys, we Take were, down, we were down 70 to 21. My right foot was broken. What happened when they put Kenneth Stewart in that one drive? They went three and out, remember? Yeah. What did I do the next fucking drive like an idiot? You got the game and got yeah, killed. And I, and, and I threw a touchdown later, but I, I didn't win the game. But you know what? I wasn't going to allow myself to watch my team suffer with Kenneth Stewart at quarterback. So Bye. I went out there with a broken foot and, and, and threw a touchdown pass. Now, right, we so lost 70 to 21, and I'm not the best quarterback in the league, even I in my own I understand that, Corey. But me looking at me, me playing the game and me dialing the plays up and me being my own OC and me checking my own stuff out and doing what I'm doing. If me now I looked at it, all right, me my, by me playing, all right, my head not in the game. Now I looked at it, me calling the plays and me being a team player. Now I'm talking yeah. team player. If my That's head not I'm right, saying, yeah. why He's would calling. I be out there, Coy? Now That's if you got a broken because you're the I, best quarterback in the league. You just said it. I understand that. I, mean, I, I, I understand, but it's still a key game. But maybe I, that's what's it, that's what I'm saying. It ain't no iron team. Boy, that's you ain't throwing no touchdowns without no line. Yeah. I, I do it all the time. Selfish. What are you talking about? Corey is more of a selfish player, so I understand where it's like, Man, I'm going to get Jesus. it done, whether it helps. Well, if Corey was selfish, he could have been an MVP. One time that I am the OC for every single team that I've ever played for. You me too, Corey. Me do too. I, even if I'm Rob, playing, Rob, or not. any team do I play for? Do I not call all of the plays? Did I not take 100%. the renegade from a, a 12 point per game team to a like a, a 28 100%. point per game team? 100. percent So what I'm and, saying is, and when you I talk about the teams that I'm on, it might not. It might not help your team. But it might not help your team if you're out there with a broken foot. We got to be honest about that. That's what I'm saying, Big Rob. Like, but that's what I'm saying. saying. That's what, I'm saying. Out with out. what am I supposed to do? Let him lose the game? No. It, you ain't but helping guess what? The team. He still went out there and lost the game. It's you ain't helping like the team, Corey. You're going to make the team suffer. Because what can you do with a broken foot? 
Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. That was a bonehead play. That was a bonehead play on you for getting back in the game. And that was a check plus for me. If my head not the game, now me being a team player, why I'm still stay out there and I'm about to fight every play. Are we forgetting that we're talking about the position in football that gets the most criticism, whether you win or lose, you're going to get the criticism. It doesn't even matter if it was you or not. Buck could have stayed in the game the whole time. And then people would have called you stupid for not coming out. And, people, and, you, guys, and you guys are really sitting there talking to me, telling me that it, I was being selfish. After I took myself out, my team goes three and out. It's, it's fourth and 14. We punt I down four. No, 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 no. Stop. And stop. I walked okay, out no, there no, with no, a broken no, foot. No, no, and you're no, going to tell no, me oh, all no, 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 I, th- I think, guys, guys, I think we're going around in circles on the topic. Yes, yeah, yes. To, right to just put a button on this. I'm going to end it like this, man. I'm going to end it like this. Yes, yes, I took myself out the game, the U game, because my head wasn't the game. And I was hurting my team at the end of the day by me keep fighting and I was getting flags. So I checked myself out then and, and I delivered plays to try to help my team still win the game. That's what oh. happened. And and, and, and all, you and, did. And well, like no, I no, said. Wait. wait, wait a second, Corey. All I'm saying is you yourself called yourself a selfish player. I didn't say you were selfish for that game. In general, you are a selfish player to you. In your mind, you said that. I didn't, I'm not saying that for you. I played with you. I never see, seen you as selfish, but you called yourself that. But I in also that play a character talking, on this podcast, Rob. When that, I talk no, that's about, fine. When I talk that's about fine. Team, but you, do right, I talk about myself? Or do field, I talk about Eddie Pettio and Dondre right, Haynes and Rob on, Brown? Right, right, right. But on the field, if you you like, yo, F this Kenneth Stewart kid, he doesn't he gets three drives with you, Corey. He gets three drives. That's it. That's all he gets. He got three plays. You, you, yeah, you won't give him another chance. And who knows what he could have did the very next drive. No one's gonna know because you went back in with a broken foot. He's right. saying he wouldn't do that. And I scored like that would hurt his team. We're not saying you didn't score. We're not worried about scoring. Did you win? That's right, well, sometimes let me ask this. He, he let me ask this. Sometimes you're not the better team. And when you lose, you lose. And I will accept when I lose. But we're, we're talking to the self-proclaimed best quarterback in the entire league. I accept my loss. I accept my loss. The most important game of the season. At the end of the day, he wasn't the best quarterback on his field. At on his sideline. I accept that loss last year because that was on me. That was me. As, as you playing quarterback, you know after every loss, who it falls down on. The quarterback, no, you're the leader, Listen. you're the motor. So, Corey, at the end of the day, we having the wrong conversation, but this was the conversation. Yes, I checked myself out because my head wasn't in the game and I was hurting my team by getting more penalties, about to keep fighting. Yes, I checked myself out. Now, Lenny checked in the game. Now, once again, back to Big Rob saying, now everybody's saying what Lenny can do. You feel me? By me helping out. Now they can deliver. Sean, okay, Lenny can make him run a team by himself. Lenny might can do this. When it's crunch time, Lenny in. Why is that? Buck head not the game. He checked himself out. Now Lenny getting the game. That's a team player, not me being selfish. And, and I commend you for that. And like I said, the play call in the Nightcrawlers game in crunch time with all the pressure on was brilliant. And like I said, I literally said on this podcast, it's one of the greatest play calls in the history of the A7FL. It definitely did. Definitely and it might that. it might also end up always being that that's that that's not only 
that's not only a great play call, but it's like poignant because it's also the Maryland special, right? It just, it just means so much and it is so much and it's great. Honestly, I have no qualms with that situation because we already talked about it. You got your soul snatched almost from a guy that you talked about immediately on this podcast and you were like, I don't even know his name, but he's one of the best players in the league. And to be clear, I'm not arguing that OG Buck is not a really good quarterback, better than me and somebody that I admire as a play caller and as an actual playmaker. I am just taking you to task for you saying when we asked you that you're the best quarterback in the league. But when your team was down in the, in the final playoff game with a chance to go to the championship, you made the decision for whatever the reason is. And I, I totally accept the reason and I'm not going to press it any further, but I'm just saying the, the, the reason that this has been a conversation over and over again, and we keep going back and forth is because you're great. But in the most important game of the 2022 season, you, the play caller, you, the offensive coordinator, didn't even, even though on this podcast you're the best quarterback in the league, you didn't think what, you were the best option for your team on your own sideline. So what I, I challenge you is next year. What was the best option? Regardless. I was hurting my team at the end of the game the first three quarters. Please let the OG Buck under center for the rare breed when it matters. That's all I'm saying. You got that, Corey, and that's me to you. You got that. But at the end of the day, if I can't go and, 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 and I'm hurting my team at the end of the day, go back out there and team player. I got to you. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. And I, think on, I think on that note, uh, I think we could stop here after a very controversial and the most argumentative podcast I think we've had yet. You know what's crazy? Me and Buck have been friends for years too. I don't think I don't think we've ever been even a slightly bit upset. But I will tell you this: the reason I was upset, Buck, is because there ain't no way in hell Lenny Manziel should be in there in, in front of you. Let's go. My bad. Yeah, man. I understand. We, but if a hey, at that time, if if I'm not on my a game, if I'm if I'm not injured or hurt, why why hurt my team? And if I still can help my team by delivering play calling, I'm going to do that. But if I'm hurting and I can't help my team win, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not, I ain't doing that. That's a selfish. And maybe, and maybe that's why you make it further in the playoffs every year than I do. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that was my first year Shane in them games. But if you, if, if you, if you watch it, I ain't never have a backup <laughs> ever. Well, you well, don't he- next year, so no big deal. <laughs> well, here's right hoping a good that. health and success to you, Buck, in 2023. Hopefully, we'll have you on before the season starts and kind of get your thoughts. I'd I'd love to get a roundtable of some of the starting and uh, A7FL quarterbacks and just yeah, have all of y'all yell hey, for Ryan. 90 minutes. Hey, Ryan, what's up? I want you. I want you set 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 something up. I think this will help the um this broadcast. We might can go live right and get and get all the quarterbacks. We'd be happy to host a quarterback summit before the start of the season. And and I'll and I'll stay That'll home that and I'll stay home that day to allow for airtime from better players. <laughs> but I'm on that look, note, I'm gonna look starry in his eyes and tell him I'm coming. Huff, I'm coming. The other quarterback from the night cars, I don't know him too much. I'm coming from OG Buck. 
I'm coming. All right. Buck, thank you. Buck, thank you so much for joining us here on the show, my friend. Really appreciate you. I appreciate y'all. Hey, man, even though I was, uh, even though we were shouting at each other, I appreciate it. You're my guy and no love lost. I'll always root for you. And again, thanks for coming on and dealing with my, you know, inability to control myself. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you so much. That's OG Buck, Rokeem Chaney, the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Rare Breed. And guys, before we're done with the podcast and let people know that they can buy merch at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch, and we all say our various catchphrases, we, we have to discuss something real quick. Um, We did a poll last week on the program of the top 10 teams in the A7FL. And it seems that people are taking a bit um, of umbrage with what we've discussed here on the podcast. Now, we're going to address this quickly, and we're going to address this in a way that makes everybody know what's going on. I love the guys on the other side of the ball because we give each other bulletin board material. Every week when we come on the podcast, me, Rob, and Corey, spend at least a half hour before the recording button hits and then another hour after the recording button hits just talking and getting ready for next season. I feel that Las Vegas football will take a huge step forward this year. Can't deny that. Can't deny that these guys are going to be bringing the fight, especially with teams in Reno in play. And the advance, you know, and, you know, bigger presence in the state of Nevada. They're recruiting from across state lines now in California. I'm hearing they're going to try to recruit in Utah for the Reno team. There was a comment from one of the coaches that said the East Coast style of football is not up to par with the West Coast style of football. Mm. Wait, one more time. One more time. One of the coaches, and and I do believe it was the coach of the pit bosses, Corey. Anthony Bartley. <laughs> My name was in their mouth, so their name is going to be in ours. Anthony pause. Bartley, Matt Ryan. Go ahead. I said name. All right, pause. Pause me all the time. <laughs> pause, rewind, play, fast forward. It doesn't matter. I am looking forward to this A7FL season because what we've been doing on this show and what the other side of the ball has been doing on the West Coast is creating what I'd like to call the CVS effect, where every single person who has their voice touch this podcast, whether it's myself, Corey, Rob, Derek Duncan, or even OG Buck, they're putting their opinions. Hell, I'm even putting my opinion. It is rare when the play-by-play voice of a league and someone with full transparency helps run the league. I'm one of the people who produces our broadcasts. I produce this podcast, obviously. And technically, I produce the other side of the ball. I cannot wait to see what happens next season and see whose receipts pay off whose receipts need a return and whose receipts are going to be read back to them here on this show and on national television. Cause I'm here to call those receipts out early. 
Rob, what, what's way too much you? time. Bro. <sighs> they say I'm not nice enough, so I'm, I'm going to try to be a little nice here, right? It's very good that the Vegas force and those guys in the West Coast feel like they have all this confidence and there's so much potential and all this. Yeah, we've seen them once. We've seen everything. The reality of the situation is you guys are a long ways away from doing damage to Jersey, to Baltimore. Maybe you can do something in Florida, but as it stands right now, you guys haven't had to face these guys three, four times a year. You guys faced one team, and they think they have it all figured out. That's cute. To me, that's cute. They were talking and saying they were better than certain teams, and I've been on record saying I don't think that they're better than um the re- what are they? the Renegades. I don't think the Force are better than the Renegades. I and we talked enough. It. We talked enough about Kenneth Stewart tonight, but guys. Yeah, I'm not even talking about Ken. I know you hate Kenneth Stewart, but and, I mean, and, 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 here's, oh and here's the problem for me with this. Everybody on that 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 podcast have the right to their opinion if they actually presented an opinion. For me, it comes down to this is a sport that was grown out on the East Coast. Florida is getting close, and Vegas is going to jump the line eventually. I think we see a Vegas team in the National Elite Eight this year. I could say... A team in Vegas, if they've made the right moves and have the right personnel, could make it to the final four. Am I saying that they could beat a rare breed, a Nightcrawlers, or a BIC or U? I'm not confident in that. Because when it comes down, if, if the championship game is played in Las Vegas, if it is, every single team in the state of Nevada needs to play from week one to when the championship game happens this July, that every week is an elimination game. Every time, every drive, every play, because that's how the BIC play. That's how the U play. That's how the rare breed play. Every so game is not against the force. BIC didn't. They didn't have to. But we all... they, they, they sit on that. They, they, oh, yeah, because we scored. BIC threw in their third stringers against the force. Yeah, BIC yeah. did whatever they want against the forces. Like when you like when you playing the forces, I always sat back and said, like, dang, I wish we'd have played one of them teams. Like, I'd have had fun, <laughs> like, I'd have had fun like BIC. I'd have been doing whatever I want. But but here's here's the here's the crux of it. If these guys truly think that this is this is the way, they need to play. Like the championship game this July is being played in their town, in their stadium, in front of their fans, in front of their people. I don't think, I don't think that'll help them. You don't think that'll? Why won't that help them? Because like when like when like when you jumping into this A seven league, like you can't just jump in there thinking you just going okay. It's it's football. Yeah, it's football, but this a this a different type of football. This A seven running. So, like, when them forces and them teams jumping out there saying, yeah, it's just football. No. No. It's A7 football. That's the difference. It's A7 football. 
So when these teams coming in here talking trash and we're going to do this and I can't wait to do that. Like, like Big Rob said, y'all played these teams one time and got demolished. So imagine you playing these top teams three times that year before you got to make it to the championship or playoffs. And you saying the real, I was like, dang, look at that Gators team. Look at that BIC team. Look at that Red Breed team. Like, damn, I don't want to play them no more. Give me like Snow Tribe or somebody. So like when they entered it, <laughs> so when they entered in this leads, they got to know like what's going on. First of all, A, I deserve that buck. But if I'm going to come after a close friend of mine on my show, let me just put into context for our listeners that don't necessarily listen to the other side of the ball, which correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, I'm pretty sure there are those that listen to ours and not theirs. Right. Anyway, mm -hmm. what was, let's be clear that none of the actual players on any of the guy, the, the teams out in Vegas were the ones who were writing the checks. So let's be clear that the guys that are actually going to have to cash these checks on the field, weren't present during this coaches roundtable, And I'll ask you guys a question. What coaches do you know that are successful that go out and, and put out bulletin board material for the other teams that they're going to be facing? Because any successful coach that I ever played for was pretty boring as far as that went. What do you guys think? Is that the formula for a coach to be successful? Go out and talk trash? Uh, basically, I always say no because the coach, you ain't playing. Yeah, right? Same thing is when you're coaching exactly. Pop Warner. When you're coaching Pop Warner, when the coaches running their mouth on a, on social media, at the end of the day, you're not playing. Them kids got to line up. So AJ Antica, coach or representative from the Snake Eyes, a new team. Jeremiah Reese is of the new team, the Gold. My guy, Anthony Bartley, of the team that, to be clear, Coach Bartley, I was the one who said your team – the pit bosses were an honorable mention because you had Trey Robinson and a division one quarterback. Well, if you listen to their podcast, not only did he say that they deserve to be on the list, but then he went and disagreed with himself saying that, Oh yeah, Derek remind the, the, the listeners who was the only team to stop the force for a half. And my guy, Derek Duncan, uh, Nevada division owner goes, um, well, BIC stopped them for two halves. So, and then he goes, well, I was, I was only out there with nine guys. We held him to 25 snow tribe. And then of course he had to talk about Corey Hammond. So that's why he's being brought up on the podcast. Cause like I said, if I'm gonna come at my guy, Buck, listen, coach Bartley, the reason that your quarterback who is a division one guy and you said you don't want to call him is because he's not built for the a seven. Let me illuminate. Or shine a light on for everybody out in the West, really how this thing goes. A7FL was built in New Jersey and Maryland, not only just in the shade, not in the spotlight, not this, you know, primetime, millions of views, sports center, Gatorade backing thing. We didn't, we didn't survive and thrive and grow in the sun. The A7FL East is like the weed that grows through the pavement. Like a Amen. crack in the pavement, a weed that's forcing itself 
to and willing itself to be something that now can be played in the West. And for guys out in the West to say that East Coast football is trash and bring the brand of football that they had against BIC and taking a victory lap for beating the Snow Tribe. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. Coach Mack and the Force have the right idea because I think I think we we broke the news for the rest of the listeners because not many were listening to the other side of the ball that day that the force are not going and playing against the rest of the Vegas teams in the fall. And Rob, Rob rightly questioned that. But let me ask you this, Rob, if you're the force and you know that the rest of your division is absolute trash, just, just rubbish in the gutter. Why waste and risk injury playing against those guys when you can just practice in house? Because that's what the Vegas force are doing. Because nothing feels like the game. Nothing. No practice you can Mm -hmm. run. No simulations you can draw up. No plays you can write down. Nothing is ever going to feel as authentic as lining up seven on seven in an A7 game. It doesn't matter if it's in the fall. It doesn't matter if it's in the spring. Spring is more intense, of course. I will never doubt that. But... But the that that feel you get when you're out there seven on seven in the fall, rocking with your guys, you'll literally never get that anywhere. You won't get that by practicing with your friends. You won't get any good recruiting by practicing with your friends. You need, you truly need that experience of going against these guys. Someone iron sharpens iron, Corey. And you're not gonna sharpen <laughs> and iron iron. does. Iron definitely are practicing with each other only. Iron definitely sharpens iron. But let me ask you this, Rob. And I think I agree with you, but I'm being provocative all night. So let's just keep it going. If the Vegas Force look at their division and the way that it stands, and let's just talk about some of the teams. The pit bosses, they were upset not only with us as a show because we ranked the Force six. And said that they should be five or four. And then none of them could remember except for Derek who the, the teams in front of them were. So basically proving their bias that they just wanted a higher number, even though they had no idea what the actual information is. Buck, I don't even think they knew that you were the quarterback of the rare breed. But yet somehow they thought that you should be ranked either in front of them. I mean, it, uh, right, right behind them or right in front of them. But anyway, we're also talking about the pit bosses who were three and four and wanted to be on that ranking. And were basically upset that they didn't get to be on that ranking in their first year. Oh, boo hoo. Then the insomniacs who are promising not only to bring in cast offs from Florida to be their all-star Lamar Jackson, two point two But Donnie Nunak is on the podcast talking about his biggest recruiting move is that he's got, his guys are all six, five, which great. If we're playing a seven basketball, but this is football. So I don't know if those guys are going to be Calvin Johnson's or Stephen Hill's, but height means nothing if you can't play ball. Hey, Corey. Yes, sir. So I was thinking, right, since you were just talking about us and them, right? So what y'all think about this? To settle this, let's have an all-star game. Matt, that sounds like an interesting idea. It so, certainly is an interesting collaborate. idea. So that's, that's, a put, that's a put 
we, we take a few from BIC, the the U, the Gators, Red Breed, whoever we handpick or whoever how the fans handpick or how y'all want to handpick it. And we take that core and we meet up at a a, 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 a field somewhere, however y'all set it up, and we get it going. It'd be a live stream game. How about this? Let me just ask you this, Buck, because let's let's do this. Let's say that that the the Vegas and California divisions made their all star team of just the best players at every position and all of the teams that they have. Could that team compete with the Baltimore Rare Breed? No. What do you guys think? Matt Ryan, you go first. I think it would be more competitive, but the thing that has the advantage here is that New Jersey and Maryland have been playing this style of football longer. Yes. And there's more of a community. I think that the disadvantage, and we've talked about it on this show, and we talked about it with, a, you know, Wild Can Ball. That Florida were hired guns. Nevada is hired guns. When you're in the first few seasons of this league, and Buck, you you dealt with it yourself this year with an expansion team, but you guys were able to gel because you know and have played against these guys for the better part of a decade. And when you have a lot of these A7FL guys who played high school or college ball with or against each other, how long has that Patterson U line been playing together? How long has Huff been throwing to Kareem Moon? How many times has Pat Coburn, whether in a U jersey or a BIC jersey, understood where to be, how to be, and where to go every single time he hears hike? The muscle memory of playing the A7FL style of football and the level of leaps and bounds athletes in New Jersey and Maryland have been seeing. I think if the same caliber of athlete the BIC were able to recruit went to Vegas, they would be behind a season or two seasons because I don't know the level of camaraderie out there. I don't know the level of there's going to be a fall brawl this year, but not every team's participating. We're having expansion teams in these divisions again, which is great. It's great to see our game grow, especially in a fertile football market like Nevada. But there is a level of recency bias because these guys have been playing the game longer and they've been more visible. If Nevada's team can play with a unified philosophy and a unified game plan, they can win. If the East Coast team is looking to treat this like the NBA All-Star game and it's layups, tosses, you know, trick plays, the first play of the game is a Maryland special, Hey Ron, yeah, I ain't mean to cut you off, but no, of course. If 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 you're talking like that, that'd be what that's would be like. Michael Jordan and them with the dream team. You talking about Huff, Buck, and Starry on the same team with the couple pieces they will bring. To come on now, that ain't even no conversation with any. Well, that's that's A7 why team. I just I just limited it to just the rare breed because I don't think an All Star East versus an All Star West is fair. But having the best from from two full states, two full divisions, um, what do you what do you think, Rob? How would that game go? Because I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to be an exciting answer for me at least. 
how would a game go between Vegas, like West versus East? No, West All Stars, California and Vegas versus just the Rare Breeds roster. The West is going to lose. That's how little faith I have in the West. I don't think the West, West, the West don't understand what this game is. Only thing, only people you guys have out there is Billy, Billy Mallard, um, Pac Man, RTC, and who else? Who else? The the Gianni, the Gianni Breland kid did cover, uh, you know, pretty well. He had that strip sack against Snow Tribe. Uh, don't tell know. me anything about Snow Tribe, please, please. Don't tell me anything about. No, Snow Tribe. I'm, I, I'm, I I'm just reporting. Games. I'm reporting a play, Rob. You know, I haven't. No, I haven't I been as bad as I think have been about that specifically. I've been worse about other things, but that I've been okay. Uh. But then they got the they got the kid Trey Robinson on the pit bosses, who's like a he's more of an athlete, but he had to play quarterback because their D D one uh, player quit uh, at that position, and they only had nine guys. That's what I heard, and they were supposed to be in the top ten of the A seven NFL. But you know, that's neither here nor there. And and fun fact, guys, did you know that the uh, the expansion team over the top is going to be coached by uh, G Hurd. And uh, he had a great season as a player for uh, a team, and that's why he got the the um, the nod as the uh, GM coach. And guess what team he came from, and how many wins his team had? I would assume the pit bosses. No, he came from the Insomniacs, uh, the Owen oh. Six Insomniacs. And, and oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I can't, I can't help platform teams that went zero and six. Next, next topic. I don't, I don't care. Who came <laughs> I think, from I think. So would it be fair, Rob? No. Would it be fair, Rob, for his over-the-top team, because that's what he named his team, to maybe start with the name under the bottom? Because he's the, How about he's they the just suck? How about they just suck? Yes. How about let's not even be cute about the name? How about they just suck and they need to win a game? Before talk, before hopping on a podcast to talk about anything, how about let's focus on winning a game? Let's take everything we're saying, put it on the bulletin board, get mad, get your team together, and win a damn game. You can't even win out of your coast, and you're worried about teams on the East. That doesn't make sense to me. Rob, they have five guys over 6'5". So what? When did height win football get – all right, man. All right. And on, on that note, we've, we've, we've made our CVS receipt way longer than I thought it would be this week. But we welcome your letters. We welcome the response. We welcome opinions because on this show we can form opinions. And for everybody here, Buck, thank you for staying on with us. Rob, Corey, love you guys as always. And be sure to follow us across social media. Check the show notes and also buy merch. Tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Until next time, this is Matt Ryan. This has been the three-on-one podcast. Don't be an asshole. I tried, and today, failed.